Okay. Tzoraim Tov, everybody. We continue in the Sefer Das Asfiros. <clears throat> We're continuing the study of the Sphira of Chochmah. And we've discussed the difference between Chochmah, Bina, and Das. We explained aspects of Chochmah regarding Kavod and Kedusha. We explained Na'asev and Nishma, where the two crowns that the Jews receive, one is for Chochmah and one is Bina. As we said, Anasa is more connected to Chachma, while Nishma is connected to Bina. And we said that the Chachma is that closest revelation to the person that stems from the deepest want of the person, which is the deepest want of the person is life. So now we're going to continue and discuss different aspects of this idea of Chachma uh, and what it's related to. So the author tells us that when we're talking about Torah, we're talking about the source of Torah and the impact of Torah. Right? You got Torah, where did it come from, and how is it impacting the world? So the Vilna Gon says that the mitzvos are hinted to with the word Abba, okay? And the Torah itself, meaning the learning of Torah, that's hinted to with Ima. And we've mentioned once, but we'll say it again. Remember, Abba and Ima are the, Partsufim are the faces, are how it manifests. And we've already said that after you're dealing with the, uh, the great, the Orach Anpin, the great face, which was the Keser. And now we're dealing with the next level, which was called Abba, followed by Ima. So that relates to Chachma and Bina. So we've got the father that is, that is hinted to mitzvahs, that's the Abba. And Torah is the Ima. And Abba is the Chachma. And Ima is the Bina. So why is that? Because the father is always concealed, while the mother is what designs things that we see. As we know from the very beginning, when a husband and wife are intimate with each other, what is the, the husband brings the first drop. It's very concealed. All, all he contributed to the child is one little drop which the child is totally unaware of. And that is called that Chachma, that's that first desire. And then the Ima, what does she do? She forms it all for nine months. And now this baby comes out. So that is, so the father is more the concealed aspect. There's something there, but it's concealing a lot more than what the mother is bringing out. And therefore, we say mitzvos, the, the fact that there are mitzvos in the Torah and mitzvos to be done is more related to the Abba, to the Father, to the Chachma, because that's that first kernel of wisdom, that root to everything. But the mother builds it and, and, and designs it. <coughs> and therefore, we say by mitzvos, Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvah he sanctified us in the third term as if it's beyond us. 
because that part of the mitzvah is beyond us. And therefore, Torah of mitzvahs, there isn't much to be machadesh in mitzvahs. The mitzvahs we do today are the same that were done 3,300 years ago. Is that any different? Putting out tefillin. I'm not talking about customs. I'm not talking about machleikasim. I'm talking about the raw mitzvah. <coughs> Has it changed? Not at all. Now the rabbis maybe made some decrees. But I'm talking about the raw mitzvah. The raw mitzvah to put on tzitzis has not changed. The raw mitzvah of separating challah has not changed. Nothing has changed, and it, it, but it represents a great wisdom of God. But where does, what aspect of Judaism grows and grows and grows? That is in the Torah that we learn. When you're learning Torah, when you're trying to understand the mitzvahs, it grows and grows and grows. You get new insights as, as we as a mitzvah is understood on one level, understood on another level, and therefore that is always what grows. And therefore that, when we always talk about mitzvahs, we're talking about the Father, so to speak, and his impact, which really the mitzvahs itself don't really tell us a lot. Like we talked about the Mitzvah Shiloh came many times last week. The Mitzvah came. okay, it doesn't tell us a lot. But over the last week, we've given three different interpretations of what it means. And that comes from the Bina. That comes from trying to understand what, what does everything really mean? What's, why are we related into this world? And that gives a, a much richer understanding of what's going on. But the essence, the essence, the core of that wisdom, without a lot of understanding and how it even applies to this world, is the mitzvah. You got the mitzvah, there gives it the mitzvahs. But now we got to really dig deep into the mitzvahs to understand you got to do mitzvahs in the real world. And just like we talked about, the difference between Chachma and Bina. Chachma and Bina is that burst of, 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 uh, of, of, of thinking, an unlimited burst. But Das, uh, Bina says, listen, we gotta do it in this world. So you got this mitzvah, that's this great burst, but then now we got, what in all this rabbinic teaching, because when you have to implement it in this world, the world is very complicated. A lot of details. <coughs> the mitzvah hasn't changed, but a lot of the details, all the machlokasim, dealing with the mitzvah, there's a mitzvah to get married. Simple. Huh, how many thousands of halachas are included in that? Does the Torah tell us anything about that? There's a mitzvah to get married. Finished. Okay, how do I do that? I don't know. That, but, but that's a chachma to say that a man and woman are married. Especially nowadays. It's, it's a chachma that, that the whole world doesn't understand. Who's going to be left being married? Jews and other, so to speak, religious um, um, people who have part of religion. Okay, but now to understand, okay, so how do you how do you get married? Well, there's a chuppah, and there's a ring, and there's an engagement, and then there's this, and then there's that, and there's a million and one, and that's we got all the masechtas. Understand? God just says you marry a person. That's it. Finished. 
How about Shabbos? Shabbos, very simple. Day of rest. Done. Oh, how do I know how to keep Shabbos? Oh, now you're living in this world. You want to know how to rest in this world? Huh. We have to know what you do in this world. So that's that's the real da, uh, that's real bina. So you got this core. Now, now the question is, which is really connecting you more to the source? It's the mitzvah. The mitzvah itself from tzavta means to connect Hashem. So connecting to that source is, is incredibly important. But it's got to be developed. Again, without what of everything of producing a child, what is the most important thing? That little drop of semen. Now in the scheme of everything, it's lost upon us. Where is it? I don't know. It got lost along the way during the nine months. It spread out all over. But without that drop, you'd have nothing. And that's the core of everything. Now, the Bina just took it and, and, and within a human being to live in this world had to do all kinds of intricate analysis to make it happen. So that that, that Chachma, so what is the real Chachma of Hashem? Hashem says, do the mitzvah. That's it. The Torah says there's a mitzvah. Fine. But how do I do it in this world? Oh, that you need the Bina. That's you need the mother for and that's why it's so important when the Jewish people receive the Torah. Besides saying that Nasa Vinishma, that Nasa relates to the Abba, and Nishma relates to the Ima, but the Zohar also says that Abba relates to the mitzvahs, and, and Nishma relates to the Torah. Because that's the point. There's two separate acceptances. One is to do the mitzvahs. And that is the that is when you do the mitzvah, you can't connect greater to Hashem than doing the mitzvah. And that is a chachma beyond what we can understand. I have no idea why I got to shoot the mother bird away. Torah just says, send the mother bird away. Now this comes from God's greatest wisdom, but it isn't. It's analogous to that that little drop of semen. Now, how am I going to understand it? Well, just just do it. Well, first of all, it doesn't really give us a lot of details. Do we have to do it? Is it an obligation? Is it a voluntary thing? Uh, to, what does it mean for the mother to be hovering over it? It's all kinds of details. And what is the deeper meaning of that? That's all good and wonderful, and you should know it. But it's not the same as the original, that original chachma, that, that yearning to, to be caught to, to, to life. It's there regardless of how deeply you understand things. And they give a whole analogy. The Nefesh Achayim brings down. He says the root of Torah is the Chachma. The root of Torah is that wisdom that's beyond. We don't, we don't even think. It's just, just. But the influence of Torah. How does that influence us? That comes from Bina. Because now you got to understand it. How does it apply in your life? How does it make your life better? How do you feel closer? To it? That is that is the influence. So you got the source and the influence, and certainly they bring a medrash. The medrash says on the pasuk, "Ki Hashem." It says a mishlei, "Ki Hashem yitain chachma." Hashem gives chachma mipiv from his mouth. Das Usvuna. 
And then comes Das and Dina. So they give an analogy. It says, a son of a comes home from school. There's a big plate out for lunch. The father's the king. He's eating from the plate. And the father gives him a piece of food from the plate. He cuts a piece. He gives it to the kid. The kid says, I don't want what's from the plate. I want what you're chewing in your mouth. Now, some of us think it's gross. But, but I, I don't want something one step removed. I want to go to the source. So what the father, he took the food out of his mouth and he gave it to him. Okay, what, what does he want? He wants the direct connection that's concealed. He wants to like, chew, chew exactly what his father was chewing. He wants to get closer. Well, of course, what's being given out afterwards could be more lavish and more uh, beyond, but I want to go right to that source. So the mitzvah, really, chokhmah, is the mitzvah. That is right to the source. The chokhmah, okay, it's off of the plate. It's a step removed. So, therefore, again, so we're so, so to review. Remember that we have, <clears throat> you have the, uh, you have the partsufim, and you've got the spheros, and you've also got the idea of the uh, level of soul those three so that level of soul is the inner core of the sphera and of the parts okay so let's look at the inner core so you've got Abba is the parts of you got Chachma is the sphera what is the core of that is Chai we already did Yechida now we're going to Chai Okay, so that's what we're saying. That it, now it's the Chaya, that plane level of soul is what gives purpose to the Sphira and also meaning to the parts of, as we will explain. So now, so what do we call the parts of? It's called Abba. Okay, and Abba is the Chachma. Okay, so the Vilna Gon says, we well, you know, Abba is the father, as we've explained, but Abba also comes from the word ta'ev, to lust and desire greatly. And Chachma always wants more and more from the Keser. Okay, Ta'ava, Ta'ava is from the word Abba. Abba, you really, ta'ev, you want a lot. So therefore, you want to get chachma, is as we said, by nullifying yourself to receive more and more. But now we got to come to the most important point: that even though it's related to Abba, but the core, we said, the inner aspect of the conduct of the pirtsuf of Abba, and that of the sphera of chachma is that part called chaya, life. As it says in Kohelis, Hachachma, wisdom, will give life to its owner. So Chachma is related to Chaya life. And why is it? Because anyone who is connected to Chachma, you are really connected to life. Because what is death? What can death be related to? Only the body. The only thing that can die within you is the body. Chachma is not in your body. Chachma is 
beyond. It's way beyond. It's beyond your body. Remember, even we said in the Shama is is not really in your body. It's sparking off from above. So the Chachma, which is from Chaya, is way beyond. Okay, it's totally not harnessed in this physical world. And therefore, those things cannot end. Things in this world that are, that are ruled by time and space have to have a limitation. <coughs> but if it's beyond, it's not possible to die. Die is only when there are certain parameters. You have a physical body, it is defined. Everything you see, that's the law of entropy, has to die. But since when does something beyond have to die? It doesn't. So what does Chachma represent? It represents eternal life without ever having to be dis- destroyed. So now we're beginning to get a little hint. That's what we're all looking for. That fountain of eternity. And this is man's great challenge in life. The secular person is trying to make sense of life because at the end it's going to end, it's going to be finished, and there's nothing left. Judaism introduced something that you don't have to die, and the other religions did a poor job of copying it. All right. So what if a person wants to learn more wisdom? Is there an end to wisdom? Can you say, I've learned it all, there's nothing more to learn? So there's no limitation to the desire to learn and to serve Hashem. Where do you have a limitation? It's your body. Guess what? You like to learn all day, yeah? <laughs> but you get tired. Last night I was trying to prepare this piece, and it was late, and I was tired. I'm looking at it, and nothing's going in my head. I said, you know what? Let's just leave it for tomorrow. I got to be one away. So today, in the middle of the day, I'm looking at it, all of a sudden it makes sense. What happens? The same words. My body wouldn't let me learn. Okay, maybe if I had a better, I was better shape, maybe not. But uh, that's the way it is. Okay, so the body is very limited. You can be tired, you can be hungry, or have other desires, and therefore there's a limitation as to how much. But when a person is able to conquer his body, so to speak, and connect to the chachma, what is he really connecting to? He's connecting to life itself. And that's why he's always in a situation of life. And that's why Chachma is connected to this, um, what do you call it, level of existence of the Chaya. Because why? They're all maintaining the root of life, which was what? The Yechida, the Keser. That's the root of all roots. It's all that connection to Hashem, that connect, that Yechida is Mamish connection to Hashem. That is the source of all life. So now what's the first, but we can't, that's totally beyond. We don't even understand, it's beyond. But what is the first expression is that Chachma, is that Abba, is that future drop. That's that first expression, that first connection. And the more you're connected to that, the more you're connected to life. So therefore, what happens now, and this, if you're really doing a perfect job, I don't think any of us are going to expect, we can get, you know, is a, what do you call it, a continuum. Okay, let me explain to you what the extreme positive end of the continuum is, and then I'll explain the extreme opposite to that. 
A person who is so connected to wisdom is able to transform the physical body into becoming a spiritual reality. As the Orachim HaKadosh explains on the beginning of Sefer Breshis, he says, when Hashem created the human being, he created him from a spiritual source, which is the soul, which is Hindu Breshis Brolokim, Es HaShomayim, that means the heavenly realm, and then there's also Es the physical realm. And when, uh, and, and therefore, Hashem, what does he want? He wants us to be able to connect the physical and spiritual ends. And therefore, when we do the mitzvahs, you see what's happening now? Doing the mitzvah is connecting the spirit. It's coming from Chachma. It's taking the spiritual reality, the will of Hashem, who says, take cowhide, make tefillin out of it, and put it on. And now he's going to transform your physicality into something that is approximating to go beyond that. And you're creating a spiritual reality. Now, had first man never sinned, he never would have died. Problem is, he made a mistake, and now it's very hard for us to make that perfect connection. But they're great tzaddikim, in theory. The great tzaddikim do not go now. Well, everyone's got to die now, except Elio, because of the curse. But even if they die, it, the tzaddik himself doesn't go back to the ground. He can so refine his physicality until it is totally spiritual. And that's why they, you, you're able to, and therefore, when that happens, you're not limited by the laws of nature. How could Reb Chaim Kanievsky, an old man of 100 years, live on two, three hours of sleep a day? That's not possible. It's not. It cannot be done. I don't think there's any human being in the world, the smartest, intelligent, goyish scientist, I don't think he'll have two, three hours of sleep a night. He can't, why? Because his body now isn't limited by the field, but he'll have to die because that's the rule, you gotta die. But as a 100-year-old person, he gets up at two o'clock in the morning, he's got a full day, okay, I said, now let's take a half an hour nap in the day. It's about it, three hours a day. You need more than that? I don't think any of us could do that because we're not totally transformed like they are. And that's what he says, the efforts of the complete people transform the physical into spiritual. And that's why the famous Gemara says that tzaddikim, even when they are physically dead, they're called alive, right? All the parshas where tzaddikim die are associated with life. Parshas Vayechi, parshas Chaye Sora, right? Because the physical part became spiritual, and the wicked people, even in their lives, are considered dead. Because why? Because even their spiritual part has now become totally physical, and they've lost that physical connection. So therefore, you understand when the Vilna Gon explains the Pasuk, Hashemaim and Halal, Hashemaim, Shemaim, Lashem, the heavens are for Hashem, for and the earth be given to man, Meaning Hashem gave man the earth in order to make Shemayim. This is an amazing thing. Hashem says, you can make heaven on earth. How? You follow what I have over here. And now we come to probably the most important point over here. And this is the idea people are all talking about here called legacy. Presidents want to have a legacy. 
I need to find a legacy. I guess something that lasts beyond you. So a president wants to make the presidential library. So even though they're dead, all their great achievements are recorded for posterity. <laughs> so anyway, let's go a little bit deeper now. A deeper reason why Chachma is connected to Chaya, as we know the Gemara in Tanya says, Yaakov Avinu Lomais. Yaakov, our father, did not die. And the Gemara says, what are you talking about? The Torah says they buried him, they, what do you call it, embalmed him. But it didn't say the word die. It said he he, he laid by his father. It didn't say he died. Vayigva, he expired, but he didn't die. Gomorrah gives an answer. He says, you know what? It it, it, there's a Pusuk that equates Yaakov to his children. One Pusuk. We have a rule. You can equate two things put in the same Pusuk. So just like his children are alive, we're his children. We're alive. So is Yaakov alive. So what kind of answer is that? So what? Your great great grandchildren. That means you're alive. Well, you have to know how you define life. That comes back now to Chaya. What is life? <laughs> mistakenly think the fact that we're breathing means we're alive. Nonsense. He says the idea of Yaakov Avinu, who was really what? The foundation? Imagine you have a 300-story um, a, a building. You better have a pretty good foundation for that one to stand. Yaakov is the foundation. Now just count the generations of Jews. I don't know how many. Hundreds. Hundreds. And they all are there. Okay. And that was his job. He had a job, and it's one of the hardest and least pleasant jobs, to dig that foundation. No one gets a lot of enjoyment from digging a foundation. But if you have a really good foundation, you can put lots of stories on top. And now we come to a very important definition. The definition of life on a simple level has nothing to do with eating or drinking or breathing. Life means fulfilling your mission. That mission came from the eternal God who gave you a mission in his eternal scheme of things. And if Yaakov did his job completely and set up 12 tribes, even though his body's not here, but anybody who understands, he is mamish, you can't say he died. He did his purpose and that purpose still remains. Because what he worked for remains as the Jewish people still are around. Now, the only way Yaakov could be dead is, you know what? If Hitler, God forbid, would have accomplished his goal. Then we could say Yaakov was dead. Because there's nothing left of Yaakov. And that's why the Gemara says an expression that a child is the leg of the father. Because what does it mean? He, he continues that which the father had. He's continuing his life. And therefore, it says by David, since he left after him a Shlomo like himself, it doesn't say death by David either. It says Shiva, he lied down. Okay, because he really didn't die. He left the son, and the Malchus based David remains forever. So now you have a deeper understanding when you go to a, uh, a retreat that's trying to do Kiruv, and you have to sing some of the oldies, and I don't know if they're still goodies. But David, Melech Yisrael, Chai, Chai, Vikayom. What does that mean? He asked, you know, next time you sing it, I don't know if people sing it anymore. Which one is? 
Uh, okay, anyway, so ask him for it. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that the Judaic, the, the, yeah, the, the Judaic, Davidic, Messianic dynasty still lives. The Mashiach is going to be from David. So it, it continues to live. And that's the Pesach says, Ha-chochma gives life to its owner. That even after you die, the Chachma remains in the world. So, you know, as, as Rashi explains on that Pesach, when you leave generations, your Torah, let's say you've taught Torah. Now, you don't have to be a genius here. You could teach, you don't have to come up with your own new insights. You teach Torah to somebody else. But if, especially when you come up with an insight, if I have been able to impart on somebody else some wisdom of the Torah that I was able to understand, and they give that over, then that Chachma, that Torah lives forever. And that's why they say when you say over the words of Torah from a tzaddik, his lips, so to speak, move in the grave. Not that his lips actually move, but it means he is still alive. Okay. Now, of course, we know that a person's uh, ruach can die. Things can die. Parts you can die. But the chaya never dies. That part is always there. The question is, have you connected to it? So now we got to, what if you got all this potential and you never learned a word of Torah? It's your chaya, but you didn't put anything in it. It's a hollow shell. So let's revert, flip it now. Let's talk about the Russia and death. What does death mean? It means finished. Now we said Chachma can't be finished, it's eternal. Okay, so I understand that the Chacham is always called alive. But the wicked, we say even in their lifetime, they're called dead. Because their whole existence is not Chachma. There's no Chaya. What is their whole existence? He may have a brain, but that's not a chachma brain. And therefore, everything is for what? Desires. Well, you know, I, I got tickets to watch a leaf game. I got to uh, pay for an expensive prostitute. I got to eat the most luscious foods in the world. And, I, and I've got wealth and power and all that. But guess what? All you have is things that will end. Everything you engaged with is finite, so you're finite. So guess what? Even though you are alive, you're dead. Because you're just living from one dead pleasure to another. While David Melech, Yisrael, Chai V'Kayam. It doesn't say that David didn't die, but we say he's Chai, he's alive. It's in the Gemara said David never slept more than 60 snorts. Remember that Gemara? 60 snorts. That's only a couple minutes. Why does that mean? Because death, sleep, is 160th of death. It's a three hours, no? No, it's a machlogos. Some say in three minutes. Whatever whatever it is. But David HaMelech, he never died. He never died. He never slept. And that's why his malchus remains forever. So that becomes... So chachma is that key to... You're looking for that key to eternal life. Is going to come from that chachma, and that chachma is that first expression of your deepest will that you may not even be aware of, and that chachma is permanent; it cannot cease to exist. And therefore, when you attach to that to that chachma, which is on the simplest level is doing the mitzvahs, 
but the understanding of this higher purpose, so to speak, and it, it gives you, you feel life and vitality from you, that you're really alive. You're alive when you're alive. People are worried about living long. Well, how about being worried about living when you're alive? Isn't it terrible? Doctor, go to a spiritual doctor. Go for your physical. He's a tzaddik, of course. And he goes and he says, you're dead. I said, what do you mean I'm dead? I see nothing spiritual. I took your pulse. There's no spirituality. There's nothing there. You're a behemoth. You're a rational behemoth. You're dead. What are you talking about? I got millions of dollars. You're dead. So now I understand the deeper meaning of Trias Amesim. Trias Amesim. What is resurrection of the dead? It's to take a secular Jew and connect him to that Chachmah. You got to wait for someone to die to resurrect them. Yeah, you do. But does he have to physically die? There's so many dead Jews around every day. You're looking at them; they're dead. You go down to the to the uh, down the, the street over here, Bagel World. They're all dead Jews. If you would get connected to Chol, they'd be alive. Unbelievable. Okay, we got to stop it over here. To be continued. Shkoyach, everybody.